Today's broadcast is brought to you by Flatule Essences, the revolutionary once-a-day vitamin proven to completely redefine the gas that you pass. Gone are the days of having to excuse yourself to another room before you clear the room. Flatule Essences comes in an array of scents that are sure to take your breath away. Try Ocean Breezes. Be taken away to tropical paradise after your next Taco Tuesday. Or Clean Linen. Is that a new detergent you're using? No, it's Flatule Essences. How about new car smell? Wow, Daryl, I can smell your new Fiat from here. It's not new. It's Flatule Essences. Or our customer favorite, Fresh Cut Grass. Honey, did the landscaper come by today? It smells wonderful. Oh, that's me, honey. You can thank Flatule Essences. Thanks, Flatule Essences. With new scents being developed daily by our highly focused team of scientists, we look forward to keeping you feeling and smelling your best. Try Flatule Essences today, and you'll be thankful tomorrow. Buenos días muchachos y muchachas, bienvenidos a el podcast de Gregorio C. Torres, el podcast que se llama Greg's Mental Breakdown, aquí estamos, here we are. Sorry guys, you guys listened to the right thing, I was just trying to uh, cross over, hit a few different platforms, trying to get picked up by Podcast Univision. Mm, I don't really know if that's a thing, but if it is, Podcast Univision, aquí estoy. Llámame. But uh, let's get right into it. I missed you guys. I missed sitting down with my own thoughts with a cup of coffee. Hopefully you guys out there are enjoying yourselves. You're probably listening to me because you're a little bored, and I can understand. There's a lot of boredom going around these days. I was just a victim of said boredness earlier today. So bored that I got dragged into playing Candy Crush, and I was stuck for about a good half hour until I realized I had been doing this for a half hour. Man, Candy Crush can be addicting. No? As addicting as candy. It's kind of weird. My teeth started hurting just playing Candy Crush. Like, just looking at all the pieces of candy, all the cavities that I have inside are just... started cringing a little bit. I don't know, my... It was kind of one of those phantom pains. Like, I don't know why I felt like my cavity started aching, but just looking at all that candy started to hurt a little bit. A little weird. Started to just, like, look up my dentist, make sure he was still in business. He's playing too much Candy Crush. I'm going to go in, and the dentist is going to be like, you've been playing Candy Crush, haven't you? All these, I can see it. Right here on your left and right molar, your incisors. This is uh, textbook Candy Crush, Candy Crush symptoms. But yeah, boredom got me. I was playing some Candy Crush. My wife was playing Candy Crush. My son was playing Candy Crush. A whole family taken by the Candy Crush bug. Couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe my eyes, but I was there. I was one of them. I was just looking at what was transpiring around me. And uh, I couldn't help myself got up went to the other room started making coffee went from one addiction to another I caught myself shaking my head and my son and my and my wife going you bunch of addicts I'm gonna go make some coffee and that was a little contradictory to me as I got up and walked up 
to my coffee grinder, but oh well. To each their own, right? Everybody's got their own little vices to get them through this pandemic, pandemonium boredom, right? If it's not coffee, if it's not Candy Crush, it's cleaning your house, or it's YouTube videos, or it's cooking, or it's eating. I think a lot of people are on that eating train. I'm on that eating train earlier. I made a peanut butter and banana sandwich like two hours after lunch. Just kind of like a snack. Yeah, I was going to have a peanut butter and banana sandwich. It was a, it was a one slicer. You know, it was only one bread. It wasn't two breads on there. It was, it was a textbook one slicer. One slice of bread, slab of peanut butter, and some sliced bananas. But I've been snacking, man. I have been snacking and packing on the pounds, I think. I think uh this quarantine uh quarantine bod is not helping out the summer bod. We're getting into summer guys. There's gonna be a lot of uh I'm gonna be wearing my one piece later on this year. The triple XL T shirt and my uh baggy shorts, yep, that's what you'll see me in the pool in. There's gonna be no uh summer bod, not even a dad bod. It's a quarantine bod. I don't know why I want to say quad bod, but that doesn't make any sense. Quad bod. Quarantine bod. And I just can't help myself. I've just been snacking. The other day I came home and I was just munching on this new popcorn we got at work. And really for no reason, just because I felt like snacking. And I've brought home things like peanut butter cups and gummy bears and... Cheetos and waffles and the other day I went ahead I bought Lucky Charms yesterday I was caught by the Lucky Charm bug in the cereal aisle yesterday I was there just to get my my son his Honey Nut Cheerios and for whatever reason I looked at the Lucky Charms and I was like that sounds pretty good I haven't had Lucky Charms in forever I would love some magical delici- magically delicious cereal and this morning I was magically disappointed. It was okay, it was good, it was exactly what I remembered. You know, it's not not surprised by what came in my Lucky Charm cereal. But man, am I just getting old or like what's going on with cereal that I had a bowl and I just could not stop burping it for like an hour. Oh look, my wife's coming home. Hi Sabrina. I thought I was going to be alone. But I guess not. But like I was saying, yeah, I don't know what it is. If it's I'm, I'm just getting old or what it is about breakfast cereal. But man, I was just super gassy after eating that bowl. Like for half the day, I was burping Lucky Charms. And uh tastes fine going down. But when you're burping it back up, it's you know it gets old real quick. So sorry, General Mills. I wasn't. I will uh, not be purchasing Lucky Charms for my own pleasure anymore. While I was down the cere- cereal aisle, I forgot they have those giant bags of like that multi meal brand, like generic cereal. Those things are huge. There's like a little garbage bag full of full of uh, Lucky Charms, Malto Mateys, or whatever they're called. It's massive. I guess if you have a giant family and they all love Lucky Charms, you might as well invest in a uh, 
garbage bag of cereal. Those things are insane. You know, I'm not, you know, not talking down to anybody that buys the garbage bags of cereal because uh, it's a good investment if you eat it. I just could not see myself going through that much on my own or within my own household. But there are households larger than mine out there, so I understand. But going back to me just snacking away, it is definitely something that is getting me through the uh, boredom that is coming with this uh, quarantine. Been trying to be as productive and creative as I can. This podcast is me being creative. This is my latest creative endeavor. But other than that, you know, I've been trying to uh, listen to audiobooks, trying to uh, read where I can, trying to get back into drawing. Earlier, I tried to do a little uh, doodling. I did more uh, reminiscing on old doodles and actually starting new ones. But it's all about carving out the time because there's plenty of it, and I just don't personally feel I use it all as productively as I could, but uh, I make my efforts here and there. But I definitely haven't uh, started working off whatever I've been putting in as far as uh, snacking and eating. I haven't done much working out. I've ran a few times. Uh, I've done, like, I think the most physical thing I've done is a while back I did a push-up challenge on Instagram because I was a... uh, I was tagged in someone else's post, and I felt you typically, in non-quarantine moments, I would probably just scroll past and not give it a second thought, but during a quarantine, and knowing that I hadn't done any kind of physical activity other than what I do at my job, it was more a point to prove to myself that I still could, and oh man, was it hard. I was huffing and puffing doing 30 push-ups. I used to be able to do it pretty, uh, I wouldn't say like it was cake, but man, I could feel all the cake that I've been eating. Nuts. But I did it. Proved to myself that I have not completely deteriorated. But uh, I think that is about as uh, active as I've been other than like I said what I do for my job I at least at least at the very least my job keeps me on my feet and running around back and forth but not quite enough I think the uh, ratio is a little still a little off definitely more in than going out you know there is a uh not sure if it's a YouTube clip or something I posted on Twitter, but there's a video of some guy jogging through his neighborhood. And uh, as he's jogging, everyone's recycling bins are out. And he's taking a peek inside each recycling bin. And uh, this quarantine, there is a lot of people just staying home, drinking. A lot of wine bottles, beer cans, whiskey, liquor bottles. Loading up the recycling bins. You know what's in mine? Pizza boxes. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Have you opened up my... uh, It's not recyclables. What is it? It's the the compost bin, the green bin. You can put pizza boxes in there and uh, 
along with branches and leaves and all that kind of stuff. But uh, mine right now is all pizza boxes. Thank you, Pizza Classics, for getting me through this quarantine. But we could have it worse. We definitely uh, have it easy, I think, as far as being quarantined goes. You know, we live in a day and age where, you know, we've got internet. We've got the luxuries of uh, air conditioning. We've got Amazon deliveries, curbside deliveries. Pretty much, we are set for not having to do anything. You know, as long as people would uh, keep their cool when going out and shopping and not overdoing it, luckily that's kind of died down. But for a while there, that was a cause of chaos as people going out and buying all the groceries in the store like it was their last shopping trip on Earth. It was crazy. Well, luckily, that's, for the most part, gone. Places are starting to open up a little bit out there. I think starting tomorrow, salons and beauty shops and barber shops are going to start slowly getting back into the swing of things if they uh, choose to. And it is definitely a topic that uh, divides the room. And I can uh, see both sides. It is a very, uh, very tr trying time and us trying to figure out what the right thing to do is. You know, on the one hand, I very much agree that we might be moving a little quickly. You know, we still don't have a complete grasp on controlling what's going on. And we don't have a vaccine yet. There are some treatments out there that I've read are proving, you know, successful and show positive signs. Uh, but we're not completely, you know, out of the woods. You know, luckily, our health care systems haven't been completely overwhelmed. You know, I think I'm thankful for all the people that are out there that are in the medical field that are definitely working much more than usual and putting in the long hours and uh, taking the extra precautions and luckily they have not been uh, completely overwhelmed at least in our state in our city there definitely are cities that are hit harder than we have been um, but like I said I don't think we completely have the graphs to say that we are ready to start normalizing ourselves completely which you know we aren't you know I think the state is taking small steps which still scare people which I understand but on the other side you know I I can understand people wanting to get back to work I can understand people being a little antsy I can understand uh, people being worried about their livelihoods and the paying their bills and all that sort of stuff you know, I'm fortunate enough to not have to worry about that. And um, for those that are able to get back to, you know, some sort of normalcy in their work life, 
that'll hopefully, you know, allow them to pay for the bills that otherwise, you know, wouldn't be paid. And that, to me, that's the issue. You know, I think there would have to be some way to, you know, help these people to somehow have a complete halt, you know, maybe on on the expectations of what people have to, you know, pay for, in a sense. You know, especially if they're in situations where they, you know, don't have any means to. And if that was somehow on the table, you know, if that was somehow a an option, that if somehow there was legislation that passed that, you know, allowed utilities like water and electricity and, you know, renting, things like that to somehow be halted. I mean, I know there are people still on the other side of that that's doing to get paid, you know, the people that are renting out homes and apartments and all that. So it's a very complicated web of things, so I know there's no easy answer. But to me, I could think that is the stem of a lot of this. You know, there's that uncertainty, the insecurity. I don't think a majority of people are ready to go out and start partying again. You know, there are people that are ready to get back to, you know, their regular lives, going out to bars and restaurants. Uh, there's, I think there was even last week you know, video of people out at the beaches doing their thing at the beach. So there are those people. And this is kind of an experiment. And uh, experiment with real lives. So I can definitely see both sides of it. It is a little concerning on both sides to me. You know, at this point, you know, how do you go back? What does going back look like? It's obviously obviously not going to look the same. You know, I don't think, I think normal is something that we had created for ourselves. What we thought was normal is just a creation that we had as a, as a society. But obviously, obviously, normal got us to where we are. So obviously, normal, normal is going to look a little different in the future. So we shall see. I know I still definitely need a haircut. But I think I'm still definitely going to wait a little bit. I'm kind of actually at the point where I kind of am okay with how it's looking. I don't think my hair's ever been this long. Even when I willing, willingly wanted, wanted it to grow. It's actually taken me a full closure of barbershops and salons to come to the point where my hair is a decent you know, longer length. So we'll see. I don't look too bad, I don't think. As long as it's combed. And speaking on reopening, one thing that I can't wait to do once this is all over is go on a cruise. Kidding. I hate cruises. Who invented the cruise? You would have thought we would have learned our lesson after Titanic. But we have not. Things have gotten worse. The boats aren't sinking, but we're polluting the waters with something other than the carcasses of sunken boats. From what I understand, cruise ships are one of the worst things for the environment. 
Worse things. I mean, you can just imagine what they're doing to the ocean, doing to the out to the open air, and then whatever we do to the little community communities that we uh, that we land on once we're off of our cruise ship. I can only imagine how much garbage and debris that cruise ship goers leave behind in these little cities these little towns that they dock and pull into and they get off their cruises all the candy wrappers and soda cans and soda bottles and trash I could just imagine I mean I've only been on one cruise but one was enough I don't think I need any more cruise experiences to change my uh my idea of cruises either way. I'm pretty set. It's like I tried it. I know what it was like. And uh, it's not for me. The uh, closest comparison to me. The one that I went on. Maybe I should be specific. I went on a carnival cruise. And I believe. Trying to remember the name of the boat. But it went out of Galveston, and we went to uh, Cozumel, and where else did we go? Man, these little towns are escaping me. But anyways, it was essentially like a Walmart at sea is what it felt like to me. You know how when you go to Walmart, and maybe you guys don't look at it the same way I do, but I go to Walmart, and it's a nice, uh, it's a nice outing to go people watching, if anything. You will see the uh, the creatures of the night, if you will, out at Walmart sometimes, and that's what it felt like. But out at sea and trapped in a in a boat, like trapped in a little box, surrounded by water, with people with no regard for anything or anyone but themselves. One of the most memorable moments is we were my wife and I were on an elevator. We were, you know, going about our evening, maybe going to dinner, maybe going to go see a show or just try to kill some time. So we get get on an elevator, and as we get in, someone asks us to hold the elevator for them, and we let them in. And uh, as they're leaving, they press all the buttons on the elevator, all of them, every single button. And they're like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, this is just the way I am, this is just me, I'm sorry apologizing for being ridiculous and we were just dumbfounded we didn't know what to say we were just like is this really happening is this person really being a complete inconsiderate jerk and they were and then they walked off and they were like peace see you later I'm sorry and uh, we got off on the next stop we weren't going to wait and uh, go through all 20 stops or whatever was on the elevator. But man, that was just one of the uh, more memorable experiences. Probably our most pleasant experience with anybody was there was another couple who was there on their first, I think, cruise ride. And we happened to uh, be trying to enjoy the hot tub. And someone else came to join us, which is something that will happen to you if you're on a cruise. Someone will come and invade your uh, your hot tub time. 
But uh, they were there for a bit, and they talked to us, and they were probably the most pleasant people on the boat. They were also trying to get their bearings. They kind of had similar experiences. But it was definitely not for me. I even got sick on the boat. Like, I was, I don't know if sure what you'd call it, like, I don't know what you would call it. It wasn't like seasickness, but I literally got sick. Like, it's just an enclosure. Like, you can think about what's going on right now and all the people that got sick on cruise ships. It's essentially a little, little Petri dish. You know, a little cesspool. A little enclosed, traveling at sea, you know, enclosure of all these people, hundreds of people, with who knows how many exposure to who knows what. And uh, at some point, I got like a fever and chills, and I was just not doing well. Like by our third day, it was a five-day cruise. Five days doesn't seem like a long time until you're trapped on a boat out on the ocean with bad food. Man, you always hear about cruises having like really good food, and like the cruise just being like never-ending, whatever. Like you can have whatever you want any time of day or night. It's awesome. It's the cruise life. Indulge. And, man, it was bad. I don't know if we just had a bad cruise ship or a bad... I don't know what it was, but the food was not good at all. It was like bad cafeteria food, like bad buffet food. And they even had like a Guy Fieri burger thing. Like you could go and get a Guy Fieri burger. And the first thing, we were waiting in line, and I noticed that... uh They've got these pans, these large, like, cookie sheets coming out of an oven with a bunch of burger pa- burger patties on them. I'm like, whoa, they're making burgers in the oven? Making, you can do that? Where's the fry cook? There's no fry cook. There's someone pulling a bunch of patties out of an oven. They were, you know, I, I can imagine, you know, they've got to make burgers for hundreds of people a day. But that was my first uh, red flag. And uh, it wasn't too bad until I sat down and started eating it, and just something was off. I don't know what it was about the about the burger, but I did not even enjoy that. They had a, the only thing that was an all night thing was like they had a little pizza, pizza stand, not even like a pizza restaurant, like a little stand, like two guys behind the glass making pizza for everybody. Poor guys, I felt so bad for them. And that was probably the most. Uh, palatable thing until the last day I couldn't even eat it then I was just so ready to put my feet on land the only enjoyable part I think for me was uh, there was some stand up comedy nights those were really cool that was probably the only moment of sanity that we had we didn't really do a lot of the uh, group events like charades or Pictionary or 80s night. I don't know what what the heck they had going on there. They had a few things that just did not seem like our scene. We did happen to go to like some kind of nutritional nutrition like class, which was kind of cool, kind of enlightening. But uh, other than that and the stand-up comedy shows, there was not much else we did. We watched a movie. I think we saw Deadpool. We saw the first Deadpool movie on the boat at night but even that wasn't a pleasant experience there were like kids maybe 10-15 feet away from us that were just being obnoxious the whole time and not like kids like 5-4 year olds they were like 13-14 around that age just being complete, completely obnoxious no parents around I think we even saw the mom like leave 
before the movie even started, being like, "All right, you guys, be good. See you all later. We're out of here. Don't die." So all that being said, I will most likely never set foot on a cruise ship again. Unless it is some kind of a museum in the future of a cruise ship detailing the the uh, things that humanity used to do for entertainment back in the day. And I'll take my children and I'll show them, look, that was dead right there in that tiny room with no windows. That's where your father had to sleep for five days. And we paid money for it. I know. It is crazy. I don't know why we did it. And I'm sorry if you like cruises. And you like to hashtag travel on your cruises. But I feel like money could be spent better. You know, if you're going to go see Mexico. You know, maybe go to a nice resort somewhere in Mexico. Fly straight to it. Get there. Don't pollute the oceans any more than they already are. Don't give money to these cruise monopolies that just, they already want to get back up and going. They already have plans starting in the summer to start up the cruises again. Still didn't learn their lesson after a pandemic. But anyways, to each their own. Go see the world in your cruise. Just know that I will not. But I think I am going to bring this to a close. This is about all I have to say today. Hey everybody, it's me Greg and I'm back for another edition of Greg's Mental Breakdown. And I know it's been a while, I honestly haven't had the time to do this in weeks is what it seems like. And not necessarily that I haven't had the time, I think it's more so that I just hadn't taken the time. You know, you only have the time you make and I haven't made the time to do this. Mainly because work had been pretty crazy, and the time that I had here at home was really just being spent with my wife and my son. I wasn't really trying to stretch the little time that I did have more than uh, more than I had to. But I'm back. I, I have some time. I've had plenty of time over uh, the past week because I've been stuck at home. For a while there, I was uh, awaiting some test results. That's right, I was waiting for the results from my COVID-19 test. I went to go take one last Tuesday, the 30th. I think that was the day. Yeah, I took it on the 30th. Because over that weekend prior, I started developing some uh, allergy and sinus issues, like really bad allergies. My sinus was really bad. And I just thought it was that, you know, that was the weekend that the Saharan dust was in the air. So I really just thought it had to do with the dust, had to do with uh, my nose just not agreeing with whatever was in the air. But then as uh, Sunday rolled around and Sunday night came, I slowly started to uh, lose my sense of taste and smell. 
and it was a little alarming. You know, at first I was like, no, this is just the allergies. I've had this before. My sinuses get bad, and I just thought it was that. I thought it was my sinuses giving me a hard time. But uh, it seems that it wasn't just that. Now, knowing that uh, when I had to go back to work on Tuesday, they were going to ask me a set of wellness questions. One of the questions is they go through the symptoms and they ask you if you've had a new loss of taste or smell. And that was me. I did have a new loss of taste or smell, so I called my boss, let him know what was going on. And he, you know, he asked me, well, how do you feel about getting tested? And I uh, told him, not great, you know. I don't know how I feel about getting tested, but I'm getting the, you know, Q-tip shoved up my nasal cavity, but if that's what I have to do, it's what I'll go do. So that's what I did. That uh, next day, I started looking. Well, actually, that same day, I started looking, and everything's booked. If you had to even try, you know what I'm talking about. Trying to find somewhere to take a COVID-19 test is very difficult right now. There was a point in time there a few weeks ago where you see little pop-up sites everywhere, but now... They're nowhere, and if you can find them, they're extremely full. I was trying to do uh, a Texas Med Clinic option, and they are extremely, extremely backed up. If you even go on the Texas Med Clinic site and you try to uh, set yourself an appointment, it won't even let you. It shows you kind of the map of all the Texas Med Clinics in town, and they're all show you wait times of 500 minutes, a thousand minutes wait time and then when you even try to, let's say, book yourself like I say, I'll book it and get there in a few hours or something, no, I won't even let you do that so, yeah I started looking all over on the sanantonio.gov website seeing what was being offered the free ones at the time that I was looking at, they were way on the outskirts of town and they had already closed up shop so I finally found uh, a better option, or a option. Once you log into the sanitary.gov website and find all the options of available testing, you do find that there are a few different options. One of the ones that I found was called the Center of Advanced Wellness that I went to. I called them up. And they told me, yeah, there's no appointments here, but this place is first come, first serve. We open up at 7. I advise you get here at 6. The line's already starting right around that time, so get here early. So that's what I did. Went to sleep early. Got out that next day. Got there like at 6, 6.15. There were already at least like 60 people in line. And as soon as I got in line, just more and more people started lining up, lining up, lining up. And I'd say by the time the line started moving around 6.45, there was well over 100, 150 people in line. Which, you know, probably isn't the best scenario for having a whole bunch of people that could potentially be sick. So just kind of group them all in a line. But luckily, I mean, if anything, they were at least all six feet apart. There weren't any markings on the floor or anything, but everyone was kind of taking the initiative and doing that. And, uh, 
Yeah. That's what happened. Got in line. Slowly started moving. They started handing out sheets. And they were kind of doing it like, you know, back in school where they give a big stack to one end of the line and start passing it down. Also, probably not one of the best ways to uh, prevent any spread of anything is to have everyone in line touch this stack of documents. But I was like, whatever, give me that. Started filling it out. And I was passing the stacks to the lady in front of me. And she looks at me and like, I don't want to touch that. And I was like, well, I don't know what to tell you, ma'am. This is what they're giving us to fill out. You can talk to someone else. She's like, oh, I didn't know I didn't know you were, I didn't know it was you. I didn't know you were standing in line with me. And so she took the stack and just handed it down. And like, did it matter if it was a doctor giving it to you? You weren't going to touch it if a doctor was giving it to you? Anyways. Apparently, if it was me and I was the patient that could potentially have the virus, it was okay to take the stack of papers from me. But anyways, that's a whole other, another little scenario and this interesting lady that was in front of me that kept trying to talk to me. I was like, lady, I don't want to talk to anybody. I'm here to walk and stand in line and get this test over with. I'm not here to conversate, make friends, chat it up, none of that stuff. Put your mask on. And she did have her mask on most of the time, but whenever she tried to talk to me, she would kind of pull it off and start talking. I'm like, that you're, you're totally, totally defeating the purpose of this thing, ma'am. Another reason why it doesn't surprise me that our numbers are the way they are. People don't know how to use their mask and know that the mask is supposed to stay on at all times. Keep it on. Keep on the mask until you're ready to get home and take it off. Get in your car by yourself and take it off. I mean, you should treat your mask like your underwear, you know. You don't take it off till you get home. Any other time you take it off, you're risking your own safety. And the safety of others, please, just keep them on. Your mask and your underwear, please. <laughs> so anyways, we got in line, and at the place I was doing it, I guess they do two tests. They do a rapid test, and they do the uh, good old-fashioned nasal swab, touch your brain with a Q-tip test and you know in the back of my mind I'm like well I don't want anyone to put anything near near my nasal cavity and twist it around and all that stuff so as I'm filling out the packet I check the rapid test box and uh, they charge me for the rapid test or whatever and as I get to the front of the line they actually have a nurse there kind of giving you the rundown and asking you a few questions once they find out that I actually have I guess they recommend anyone that actually has any sort of symptom that they have to get the nasal swab. So at that point I was like, alright, let's just do this. Me going in the first place, I was already kind of anticipating doing the whole nasal swab thing. That was like, worst case scenario, you know, I'm going to have to do that. Just kind of, you know, rock and roll, let's do this. But when they gave me the option, I was like, oh yeah, I'll do the easier option. But then they didn't let me, so that was okay. Might as well just get a for sure answer. Because apparently if you get the rapid tests, if you happen to test positive on the rapid test, then they recommend you still get the other one. So I would have just had to do two tests and pay for two different tests. So yeah, didn't have to do that. But I did get the nasal swab, and luckily, as I was waiting, it was kind of interesting. At the place, you know, they have it all set up outside. They've got chairs, and, you know, the medical technicians got their whole sanitation get up and everything on their masks and their shields and all that 
But I guess to kind of set the mood and, you know, maybe ease some tensions. They had some, uh, had some nice, like, R&B soul music playing. Like, when I get there, there was, like, Stevie Wonder jamming. And then soon after that, you hear, uh, some Marvin Gaye. And then you hear a little Barry White. And I was like, man, where are the, uh, candles and, you know, dimmed lights to go along with this Barry White that's playing as I'm about to get something shoved way up inside my nasal cavity. I guess they were just trying to set the mood. <laughs> this is something I thought was funny. So as I'm getting my tests, this little lady comes up to me, walks over, and she's like, oh, I'm sitting in the chair. You know, they, they direct me to sit in the little chair. And she comes up, she's like, oh, I'm going to have you stand up. It's easier for me. I was like, oh, okay. So like, whatever's easier for you, ma'am. That's what I'm here for, to make things easier for you. Which, honestly, I want to make things as easiest for these medical technicians as possible. If it's hard for them, it's hard for me, you know? Oh. That got louder. Sorry, guys. I'm trying this whole new little format where I'm uh, playing my Spotify Discover Weekly playlist. Since I'm not having any kind of advertising or anything on this thing... Figured I was gonna take the risk and just have some music playing in the background. Cause why not, you know? And I usually like my Discover Weekly playlist on Spotify. Spotify usually is on point with uh, what they recommend for me. So this is all curated by Spotify, guys. I have nothing to do with the music that's playing. Well, I guess I do. It's curated by whatever I listen to. So without me, there wouldn't be this specific playlist. So anyways, back to my testing story. Hopefully this doesn't sound too bad. This is all a test. I should have tested this first. Test subject, you know. So I kind of felt like a test subject during this whole thing. So, anyways, she starts putting the uh, giant nasal swab, giant Q-tip up my nose. Starts prodding around in there. Shoving it up in there, twisting it back and forth, and it doesn't hurt, but it definitely does feel uncomfortable. It feels like someone's shoving a Q-tip up your nasal cavity, trying to reach for your brain. And that's, that's what she tells me. She's like, does it feel like I'm touching your brain? And I was like, yeah, yeah, it sure does. Yeah, are you done? So luckily she finishes, it doesn't take more than like 5-10 seconds. My eyes are all watery. And um, I asked, was that it? She's like, yep. And I was definitely happy to hear that because I heard that some places were doing both nasal cavities, and I was I don't know if I was ready for the second one. So, anyways, that was it. I went home, and soon after that, I started trying to uh, do my best to keep myself isolated at home. We live in a very small home, so it's very hard to isolate in a tiny home. But uh, I've been essentially keeping myself 
in our living room. Been sleeping on the couch, kind of just keeping that room to myself. While my son pretty much plays all day in his room. My wife will come in and out, and, you know, see how I'm doing. We'll talk for a little while, eat lunch together. But other than that, there's a whole lot of interaction. No hugs, no kisses, none of that good stuff. No playing with my son. And that's kind of the hardest part because he—that's all he wants to do. And it's been hard for him because uh, his daily routine is like going over to my in-laws and going swimming over there, playing with his cousins and having a good old time. And he hasn't been able to do any of that since we're kind of just isolating since we really don't know when this truly started and we're waiting on the results of the test. And uh, as luck would have it, this test that I took was right before 4th of July weekend, and uh, that kind of ate into the uh, three to five business days they told me it was going to take to get my results. So I took it Tuesday, and I was just being hopeful. I was counting Tuesday as one of the days because, you know, it was super early in the morning. I was hoping, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, about Thursday would be the third day. So I call him back Thursday, and the first lady I talked to was super rude. I mean, I understand that they, they're probably overwhelmed and they have a lot of things to go through, but I think on the other end of things, people that are calling in are just curious. You know, I was curious about my test results. I was curious about how to go about continuing life at home and being able to go to work and all that. And when I called the lady, I was like, oh yeah, no, we don't have your test results. We don't have them. It should be like eight days or something. And I was like, what? Eight days? The first person I talked to told me three days. And then the next person had three to five when I left, and now you're telling me eight days? So I said, look, man, I'm sorry. They told me three days. You know, I know you guys are going to be... Oh, and they also took an extra day off. They closed Friday and Saturday and Sunday. So 4th of July was Saturday, but they decided to take off Friday, I guess, and Saturday was already a day off for them, and they want to have a day off that's not a weekend? I don't know. I don't understand the whole business. I understand they're backed up, but Right now it's a pandemic. Where are you going to go? Fourth of July. All the parks are closed. All the beaches are closed. There's nothing you can do. If it was me and I knew I was backed up and we weren't really going to have much of a holiday, let's just power through. Let's put our heads down and just keep getting these test results out so these people can start getting some answers and getting back to their lives and not potentially being a hazard to more and more people if they're out and about not having an answer or whatever. And we'll take 4th of July sometime in September, you know, we'll take it along with Labor Day or something. We'll, add, we'll tack it on when we're more in the clear and we can see some light at the end of the tunnel. But right now that you're knee deep, you're just going to put it all put it all down, take some time off, extra time off. But I get it. I know there's swamps, but it was just a little frustrating on my end. So anyways, I waited that whole weekend. The whole time, my you know my family's waiting as well. My wife's pretty anxious about the whole thing, and they actually got tested the day after I did at a whole different place. That next day on Wednesday, they got tested at this little place called the Little Spurs Pediatric Urgent Care or something. I don't know how my wife found it, but uh, she was lucky enough to get a teledoc appointment the day she called, and then they took her appointment 30 minutes later. So we drove off to their Crossroads Mall location and 
Yeah, they got tested in like 20 minutes, and they got the results on Saturday, on 4th of July. They didn't take any days off. And they were negative, so great results for them. They were negative. They haven't shown any kind of symptoms or anything, so they're doing great. And, um... Yeah, I didn't get my results till the following, uh... So yesterday, yesterday was Monday, I got them on yes yesterday, and I, I had to call them and ask them what, what was up, and they finally gave me a call back around 3 or 4 in the afternoon, letting me know that I indeed was positive for COVID-19. Man, which I couldn't believe. The whole time, I guess I had just been trying to convince myself that it was something else, that it was allergies, that it was, you know, just me dealing with the Saharan dust or it was a little bug because honestly I never got that sick you know I'm fortunate that my case was very very mild I mean at this point as I'm recording this I feel 100% I have all my taste and smell back I don't have any body aches I didn't have any uh, fever I didn't have any cough shortness of breath I mean maybe there was a moment where a moment or two where I felt I had to concentrate on taking a deep breath and I thought it was just me, you know, having like an anxiety attack thinking about it or something. But I guess maybe that's what it was. I also thought it was part of the whole Saharan dust thing. But once I started losing my taste and smell, that's when things got serious. That's when I knew. Can't taste my food, man. This is what I live for. I live to eat. I live to eat food and drink drinks. And I can't taste and enjoy any of this stuff. It was hard, man. I was trying so hard to smell things. I've never smelled more things in my house than I did these past few days. Just trying to make sure, convince myself that I could still smell. And at its worst, it was probably the point where I really couldn't taste like details of things. Like I'm honestly, if I had, let's say, a, some, a burger and fries or something. I had a burger and fries at some point, and you can taste like the saltiness. Like your tongue can just can tell that whatever you're eating is salty. But you, there was no taste. So you couldn't taste the meat. You couldn't taste the lettuce or the mustard or the mayo or the pickles or any of that. It was very faint. Like started off as just like a dull taste. Like things just started to get dull. It's kind of my. I thought it was just my allergies and sinuses. But as the days went on. It just, you know, didn't, for the first day or two, it didn't really progress on a positive note. You know, it just kind of started getting more and more, more and more dull. And I could smell certain things. I could smell, like, some of the spices that I cook with. I could smell like, pickles. I opened a jar of pickles, and I could smell the pickles. But as you ate them, like, it was just very faint, very dull. It's like I had to really concentrate. Like, my coffee, I couldn't taste my coffee. It was just, like, a, a bitter bitter sensation on my tongue, you know, it wasn't anything, I couldn't actually taste any of the flavor of the coffee, if that makes any sense. Then the next few days, I started getting better, each day, like maybe after I got tested Monday, so maybe by like Wednesday, I feel like things were starting to pick up as far as my smell and my taste. I got tested Tuesday. But I think still even that next day on Wednesday and Thursday is when it slowly, slowly started to pick back up and get back to normal. And not normal, it still took a few days. Probably wasn't until about maybe Friday you know, this past week 
the 3rd or the 4th of July when I felt I was back 100%. At least my smell and taste. I never really, like I said, had any other symptoms, so I am very, very fortunate that coming out positive, I did not have any detrimental symptoms. I never had any extreme fatigue or extreme fever or cough or anything like that, so I am very, very fortunate and I'm very, very thankful that it wasn't worse than that. And I'm very, very thankful that my wife and my son came out negative on their tests and they haven't shown any kind of symptoms or anything, so... I am lucky. You know, if I was meant to get it or if it's somehow something that was meant to be, I'm glad that it wasn't extremely bad. And, um... Yeah. I still don't think people should take it lightly, you know don't take my case as a reason to say that it's not anything serious or nothing, not anything to take seriously. Because for one, who wants to get sick? Who likes getting sick? It sucks. And two, this is something that is obviously a new thing. You know, we don't have enough information about this coronavirus to really have a decent uh, plan of action. And my mother-in-law who works at uh, Stone Oak Methodist, she's a housekeeper, so God bless her and all the work that she does, just keeping that place clean and, you know, taking the risk of just being in that, in the vicinity of people who have been sick or who are around other people that are sick. And, you know, she's talked to us about, just in talking to the doctors and the nurses, of some, you know, pretty, pretty bad cases of people who, who have this thing. So we, uh, my family is very fortunate. People out there really do have a hard time with this thing. You know, even though a majority of the people don't have really, really bad effects by this thing, there are people that do. And, you know, another thing on top of that is if you do, you don't want to expose your family to that. You know, a lot of what you hear is that people that are older have a higher uh, risk for this type of thing. People who have other, and as you get older, you have more possibility of having uh, health complications. So you don't want that. So that's what we've been doing. We've been staying away from my parents, staying away from my in-laws. Just to be uh, precautious, to make sure that we're not putting anyone else at risk. Anyone that's older than us, or anyone that has any other kind of underlying health conditions at risk. So we're almost there. I think technically tomorrow is when I can be at least around people I can start resuming my normal routine especially since I haven't had any symptoms in the past five, six days, something like that so I'm feeling good anyone that's out there that uh, was concerned I'm still alive, I'm doing great I'm eager to get back to the normal that I was a uh, part of before. I know normal is kind of a relative word, but uh, I'm eager to just get back to uh, not being stuck to my couch. But uh, like I said, don't take my case as anything to use as a blanket to say other people don't have a hard time with this thing. There are some people that are on my friends list for my Instagram. 
some who uh, work in the medical field, some who work in the service industry that are having their own uh, bouts of COVID-19. And I'm fortunate that what I have experienced isn't what they have experienced. You know, some of them are 20 days in and are still uh, experiencing things like headaches and still shortness of breath or fatigue. And uh, still haven't received their loss of taste or smell back. So I, I am very fortunate. And uh, I thank God that it wasn't anything worse for me. But uh, this whole time being at home and uh, stuck to my couch, I've been trying to stay productive and trying to not go crazy. I've honestly still probably spent too much time on my phone first half of it was me just constantly checking my email, constantly just waiting for a call, having my phone nearby me because I was just so eager to get my answer. And I also don't think I've ever ordered more things off of uh, Amazon in these past few days. I've ordered things like a uh, watch repair kit. Now I've been trying... I bought this watch kit because I really wanted to uh, work on all these watches that I've had forever. You know, I've always been a uh, lover of different watches and timepieces. But for the longest time I've had, slowly them all just have the batteries die on them. And for a good while I was still wearing them as like uh, just accessories accessories without a function, you know, they didn't work. So I've been meaning to buy this uh, watch repair kit for quite a while and I finally did. It's bought off Amazon for like 15 bucks. And I'm excited, man. I've already got three of them that I'm working on. Replaced the battery on one so far. I'm waiting for the other two batteries to arrive through Amazon. Ordered some new watch bands. There's a few of them that I have have already just been there. Uh, I've seen better days, for sure. So that's something I'm working on. If anyone out there needs a watch worked on with some, uh, maybe needs some batteries replaced, or help changing out a watch band, or help uh, removing some links on their watch to make it fit a little more comfortable, let me know. I need some new little projects to, uh, to work on. I won't charge you much. I'm a reasonable guy. In addition to that, I've been doing a lot of drawing. I've, been just, I've always loved drawing, so that's been something that's kind of keeping me sane. I ordered some new drawing pens. ordered a new uh, sketch pad off Amazon. So I've been keeping myself busy. Ordering stuff off Amazon and drawing and working on watches. Picking up my guitar. I play my guitar here and there. I'm trying to get my calluses back. I don't have any more calluses on my fingertips, so it's it's painful now playing guitar, man. I've got the fingertips of a baby. <laughs> don't work on getting those back. But hopefully, I can get back to uh, life as I once knew it. Hopefully soon. It's been tough being away from. My wife and my little boy, especially since my little boy comes in the room like every half hour wanting to play. We've been playing some Minecraft, 
him on his switch, him on his uh, iPad or on our our iPad, and then me using our Nintendo Switch, playing from room to room. So that's it's at least something that we still have. But yeah, man, that's where I'm at. That's where we're at. My wife's probably gonna get another test just to be on the safe side, to make sure she is clear. She has a fear that maybe she got tested a little early before there was any onset of the virus. So I'm praying that everything's gonna be fine. I have a pretty good feeling that everything's gonna be fine. She hasn't shown any symptoms. I think we're pretty far along already. But whatever gives uh, my family some peace of mind. But that's what my last week has been like, man. Before that, it's like I said, I just hadn't made much time. I've been trying to just spend more time around the family and make that productive. But oh man, how uh, how weird life is right now. Speaking of how weird life is right now, did you guys hear that Kanye West is running for president? Oh my god. He says he wants to be part of the presidential bid. So that's something. I mean, in all, in all honesty, out of who is out there that's available to vote for, I'm not that far off from saying I'd vote for Kanye West. And uh, he's a little crazy. He's had some uh, outlandish ideas. But I mean, if Donald Trump can do it, why not Kanye West? That guy's at least found Jesus, you know? He's on the right track. He seems like he wants good things for his country, for his family. For Donald Trump, not so much. I don't trust that guy. And Joe Biden, Joe Biden can barely function, is what I, from what I understand. So, um, I vote for Kanye West. Writing him in. <laughs> but I uh, hope everyone out there is doing well. This was just a quick update on, on me and how I'm doing. And uh, let, me guys, let me know how you guys like this uh, format of me having music play in the background the entire time. Like I said, it's just my Spotify Discover Weekly playlist. I think it's kind of nice just having some background music. Hopefully it's not too distracting. If it is, let me know. I'll, I'll listen to it myself as well, see what I thought. But I hope everyone's doing well out there. hope everyone's staying safe. Please take the precautions that you can. And uh, go out there and love somebody, man. Have a great day, everyone. Y'all take care. Peace.